BT-7274. Your data recorder says your original pilot was killed in action. Correct. My original pilot was KIA. I am now linked to- Shinsuke Nakamura! Who authorized this? We had no other options. What are your protocols? Protocol 1. Kinshasa! Protocol 2. Kinshasa! Protocol 3. Protect the pilot. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 38, NXT TakeOver, the end of the beginning 2016 edition. I am the creator of the thefullnelsonpress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at JohnnyJonny underscore Tango. I'm here with one of the 32 participants in the WWE Cruiserweight Classic, Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, are you ready for the end of the beginning? Oh my God, I was ready. I was so ready. I was jacked the whole time. I was counting down the day for this. Oh, I knew you were excited about it. I was actually pretty stoked. Uh, the new tagline, though, it was supposed to be just the end, and then just that night they're like, oh, it's the end of the beginning, which probably means we're getting a bunch of call-ups after tonight. It, ha- it has to be. It has to be that. The first match of the night was the Perfect 10, Ty Dillinger, versus the debut of, what is it? I It's CN? Yeah, CN is all I got, because they never, like, no one actually, like, pronounced it to us to let us know how it actually goes. It's like, Andre, CN, Almas or something like that. Somebody should have told Lita to stop being stupid because, oh <laughs> my God, that was the best botch I have ever seen. Yeah. And Corey Graves' reaction after it was so good. Andrade, Cien, Almas, it is happening tonight, the debut, but what do we know about him? What can we expect? Oh, you know, I've got a soft spot. My, spot soft spot. My whole journey began down in Mexico. Yeah, I was going to so, ask you uh, about wait, that. What is, what is his name again? Cien. 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 Uh, it's like a uh, hundred in Spanish, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. I think 100 is probably like 10 times better than 10. So I just want I, I would go. like to add something. That's when you just sit there and you just have to go, so you're fired. And this was the farewell show for Lita. Yep. Goodbye. The beginning of the end of Lita. <laughs> to me personally, this guy was useless. He showed me nothing in the ring. I don't care. I think he was brought in because they're going to be calling people up. He did maybe one good spot. Can we just talk about the fact that Ty Dillinger, the guy who originally teamed with Jason Jordan, created this perfect 10 persona, and it is blowing up. So let's go over entrances. Dillinger has a Stardust vest on. And it said perfect 10, though. Yeah. It was so good. (laughs) Don't even. That was great. But CN comes out, he looks like a painter. He's got all white on, a white hat on, suspenders on. It didn't make sense at all. Oh, thank God he's not wrestling with this. He's going to wrestle in some blue tights. So good for him. His entrance sucked. They shouldn't have opened with this match because this match wasn't good. He sucked. (laughs) 
I know I was pretty like all about Austin Aries and him being like, I'm not, I don't care about him either. This guy's kickoff debut was way worse than Austin Aries. And it was not Ty Dillinger's fault. No, but also they were they did fumble around over each other a good couple times. The guy sucks. He does suck. The only memorable thing I can remember is Sied does this handstand on the top ropes, but then once he tries to do it in a second time, the perfect head just kicks him right in the face. Yeah, that was great. That was comical. But that's it. And then CN wins with the stupidest finisher. He just runs into the corner and shoves his nuts right into the guy's face. Oh, yeah, the super teabag. So who's next for CN? I don't know, and I don't care. All right. I just see him getting ready for everyone to get called up. Ty Dillinger, I think, has kind of taken over this uh, Tyler Breeze role. He just kind of just loses to every debuting person coming up. What is next for the Perfect Ten? Whoever's debuting next. <laughs> <laughs> basically at uh, brooklyn it is going to be ty dillinger versus bobby rude i wouldn't doubt it yeah i mean let's face facts he's the only guy in the company they trust him with so yeah. like whoever's new goes through ty dillinger i i love ty dillinger i think it's an amazing character the only thing is he's the perfect 10 right right it looks like he hasn't been hitting the weight room as well i looked at him like you know he's starting to get down to like the perfect eight if you get down to the perfect six dude you got to start working out not only that, but that uh, that panther tattoo he has on his arm. Yep. It's kind of dumb. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to one of the better matches of the night. The NXT Tag Team Championship. American Alphas defend their title against the Revival. Wow, what an awesome match from both sides. We've we've seen it before with American Alpha in, with amazing in-ring ability. They're very technical in their wrestling. And then the Revival is just this attitude era kind of wrestling. They're very focusing on doing kind of heel tactics, which is so fun. Combining these two together, it was a great match. So many ups and downs from both sides. That one spot in the middle where it was like suplex, suplex, counter, counter, counter. It was insane. Those two teams know each other so well. That's what made this match so good. Yeah, they did the one where they did a bunch of combos that turned into doing a double ankle lock from AA doing it to the Revival. Alpha just dominated the first part of this match, which was really cool. They just showed off everything they could do together. It was true poetry emotion with all four of these men of the ring. Nobody was stumbling over anything at all. They should have opened with this match. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you could have. The crowd would have been nuts for the rest of the night. It doesn't matter. They went nuts after that was over. Jason Jordan did this awesome T-bone suplex to one of the Revival members. I couldn't see who it was, but he nailed that. That was so cool. Oh, Jordan's suplexes are crazy. Yes. Like, this dude goes hard. He's jacked. And he, he'll he throw you across the damn ring. Then Revival decides to focus on Reddy and Gable. They just keep him in the corner for a good portion of the match just to kind of keep this thing going. Uh, Jason Jordan then gets in there. He tries setting up the Grand Altitude, but not knowing that Dash Wilder is on the other side of it, they end up reversing it into their tag team move, which is called the Shatter Machine. Revival wins first two-time NXT Tag Team Champions. Basically means American Alpha is called up. Their time is done. I wasn't expecting it but I wasn't mad. No, I wasn't mad either. I mean, yeah. like, it was crazy. But let's just say the Revival's still good down there. You can call up Gable and Jordan, and they'll blow up. Uh, what do you think's next for the Revival, then? I mean, obviously they're going to get probably another match, but I don't see waiting all the way to Brooklyn for that. Tommaso Ciampa and, oh, what, what's the other guy? Johnny name? Gargano. Yep, I think they're next up. I really like Johnny Gargano. I like them both. Uh, yeah, I like them both, too, but I really like Johnny Gargano. I hope he takes off in the NXT. Yep, I was pumped. Then we think we're done, but then these two huge barbarians come out and just destroy American Alpha. What was that about? It was awesome. It was so they cool. ran through them. I think that's going to be like their last little match before they're up on the main roster full time. I see this as um, they 
you kind of make them injured, and then they debut them. They're just like, oh, American Alpha doesn't get their rematch because they're both out right now, and then they just bring them up to the main event roster next month. That could be it, too. But then also Paul Elring comes out. He was a past manager for the Road Warriors. I recognized him, but I'll be honest, I didn't know who he was right away. But I was like, God, where is he? And then I realized he was with the Road Warriors. But no one in the NXT arena really recognized who he was. And Kevin Owens called him out on it. It was so great. Yeah. It's like, I'm so glad I'm not wrestling in front of that stupid crowd because you don't know who a legend is when you see him. God, Kevin Owens, keep going. After the NXT event, we had a live interview with Triple H, and he did talk about this tag team and said that their name of the tag team is the Authors of Pain. Wow, what a really bad tag team name. Anything else would have worked. You whiffed. Yep. You whiffed. We'll see where it goes, though. I am excited to see what happens with this. Whoever named them should be fired, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? And I bet it was uh, Corona. He's like, you know what? I got an idea. I've been reading this thing people have been calling a book lately, and apparently they're written by authors. I got an idea for you. Just fire that guy. He sucks. <laughs> All right, what would you name them? Let's let's think up a good tag team name for them. They looked like a militia. Oh, you know? Right? That's what I would say. Something along the lines of, I don't know. Could have just called them the militia. The militia? I'm done. Whatever. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right. All right. Better all right. than the authors of pain. I did put you on the spot on that one. So militia still sounds much better. The militia of pain even sounds better than the authors of pain. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, the smugglers of pain. You see, they carry pain from one spot to the next. Yeah, but they don't show it. No, because they're smugglers. They're sneaky. Moving on. The greatest man who ever lived, Austin Aries versus the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura. I was not expecting much out of this match. Not because of Shinsuke. No. Shinsuke is the man. Austin Aries is the worst. But I don't think he got a fair trade, like, taking off Baron Corbin first. Like, come on. Like, that's not going to work out with Austin Aries. No. He's just... Austin Aries, he's not that good. I don't see why people are a fan of him. He's mediocre at best. I think you're onto something there. I think it's bad booking. I don't think we're getting the best of Austin Aries because they are putting him against Baron Corbin, which is such a different uh, kind of style. And then, uh, you know, maybe if they put him with maybe Finn Balor or something like that, it would be entertaining. But with Baron Corbin and then Shinsuke Nakamura, things just really didn't work out. This match started off very slow. There were some back and forth between the two, but it was really just like submissions and taunts. There wasn't too much to this match that was really memorable other than apparently Austin Aries had some broken ribs even though all he was doing was just kept pulling the bandages up and every move he was doing was contradicting that he had injured ribs uh when he jumped out of the ring yeah (laughs) that that looked terrible but he didn't even jump out of the ring he slid across the on on the bottom of the ring and then just slid out of there well if you have broken ribs that would really hurt the move he did to Shinsuke on the outside of the ape on the apron that was sweet did that Death Valley driver. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool. I will give him that. I like this match. I was fine with it. I thought it was good. It made me not hate Austin Aries. Oh, oh all right. Now I just think he's mediocre. <laughs> It went from hate to mediocre. Aries tries to jump out of the ring, but misses. The King of Strong Style then gets Aries back into the ring. He knees him in the back of the head off the top ropes. Tom Phillips thinks that's the uh, signature move, which it clearly isn't, and Corey just rips into him for it. And then he does the signature move. What's it called? I still don't know. Kinyasa! 
King Yasa. Shinsuke Nakamura wins. He is still undefeated. Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka, both undefeated in NXT. I think someone is coming back to face him soon. Who's that? I wouldn't doubt it if Atami comes back soon. He's been hurt for a while. Yes, yes. Triple H did recently have an interview with some people. They asked him about that. and He said that some people just heal faster than others. So I think there's still going to be some time before he gets in. Or that's just a good smokescreen. Maybe. Oh. Maybe finally someone's just like, will you stop giving out all the releases? Let them be a surprise. We haven't talked about him much since we've started the podcast. You don't like Hitomi, do you? Nope. All right, good. I don't like him, but I think him versus Nakamura would be pretty crazy. I didn't see any of him because I didn't really get into NXT that much when he was wrestling, so maybe I'll go back and watch some of the stuff, but I have no opinion yet. They have almost like the same moveset. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. So maybe he's but like picking up soft style. You can't keep Nakamura down in NXT too long. You just can't. You have to pounce on this. He's got to get called up when this brand split happens. But maybe he doesn't. If they're going to like flush out most of the NXT roster, they could just keep him in like that higher tier level of uh, NXT. Who else is ready to be called up in NXT? Alpha Joe. Mojo Raleigh. He is definitely coming up. Balor's got to be coming up soon. I don't know about Mojo Raleigh because him and Zack Ryder haven't been on TV together in a well, while. Well, that's because Zack Ryder's been doing this whole WrestleMania thing. But I think, Mojo, it's time for him to come up. Did you see the new Breaking Ground episode? No. I would highly recommend it. It's only an hour long. It's just a recap of where everybody is now after WrestleMania. It is really good. They have a really cool spot with Mojo Raleigh talking about being okay with Ryder getting his WrestleMania moment and how he gave up a lot of stuff that he could have done during that time just so Ryder could do this thing. And that's super cool. I really like Mojo Raleigh after seeing the Breaking Ground series. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're dumb. I don't care. Yeah, you don't. He's going to get booed out. He's not going to be popular. No, no. He's going to be more over than the Usos. Yeah, right. They're waiting for uh, Gronkowski to retire from the NFL, and they can set up a team with those two. Shut up. I'm just saying. All right, we go to the first main event of the night, the NXT Women's Championship. This is the NXT champion, Asuka, defends her title against the powerhouse, Nia Jax. This, I think, was the match of the night. I liked Nia. I thought Nia did good. I thought she did a good job. Compared to when we saw her at the last takeover against Bailey, huge improvements. And that's not saying that she wasn't good then, but wow, this was a really good match. Yeah, I thought so. I thought they did a great job with it. I like the power. They really build Nia Jax up to be that girl. But the end just was like, poof. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, there should have been more there. But other than that, the match was good. I always will love Asuka. She's She's cute. She, she, she'll tweet me someday. Yeah, I'm sure she will. Did you Mark see her, her post-interview? I'll keep the title forever. Good. Do it. And then marry me. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. You think she will? <laughs> no, I don't think she will. She doesn't even know who you are, Pete. She might. We're getting there. We're getting pretty popular, maybe. You don't know that. She probably watches our show. All right, then. 
I liked how Nia Jax was just power and durability, and Asuka was just striking speed and submission moves. Corey Graves and Tom Phillips, though, could only describe Asuka as dangerous. They used the phrase, Asuka is dangerous, or dangerous moves, or wow, that is dangerous. It's a drinking game. That's what it should be. Nia Jax threw some awesome power bombs on Asuka. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. But then Asuka, she just kept kicking, kept punching, and kept using every submission move she could. And then finally, after like three or four kicks, pin one, two, three, and donezo. It was an awesome build. And then just fizzled out. Yeah, it, like I said, it was just poof. It was good, but poof. So I think we're going to get Asuka versus Bailey 2 at Brooklyn. What do you think next for Nia Jax? Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to have her slip away for a little bit until this draft happens. After this match, I feel confident in bringing her up to the main roster right now. Who, Nia Jax? Nia Jax. No. Yes. No. Yes. She'll stay down in NXT. No, that's crazy. Why not? They're already, because they're already messing up a lot of girls on the main roster. Like they, God, this is stupid. It's a, it's so bad right now. Like they had everything set up for a good story and then they just threw it away lately. Well, we don't know whether where they're going with the brand split yet. We'll cover it in its own show, but there's just a lot of unknown in it right now. Yeah. And the only thing that's known is basically they don't know how to write for them. Like they're, <laughs> completely confused right right when emma got hurt dana brooke's story is just like oh great well we just called her up we can't just have her not be anything okay she's with charlotte that is dumb they messed up they messed up what if they added another title to the women's division then with this brand split like what tna does maybe do a tag or just do another singles belt for just like the smackdown brand or something i think each brand should have their own title belts yeah i i still think that i still think the smackdown one should have one and i still think the raw one should have one for both the women and then one gets the u.s and one gets the intercontinental and then the tag teams i think should all be on one I would think it'd be cool if the tag teams were more like how the undisputed title was, where every month it would just go to a different, sh- it would just back and forth on the shows. I think it was like if you lost on that brand, that's where you win. So it'd be a good way to shuffle the tag teams around on both shows. That'd be cool. All right. So moving on to our second main event of the night, the NXT Championship inside a steel cage. The NXT Champion Samoa Joe takes on the Demon Finn Balor. The cage... The setup was really cool. Why does WWE not do that? Uh, I don't know. I love the cage. The cage looked awesome. That was so cool. Yeah, the cage was cool. It was smaller, but it was still cool. Yeah. I'm a fan of Steel Cage, but like... Use it! Yeah, use it. Exactly. Lately, Steel Cage... Like, when they say Steel Cages, it's just like, I don't care. They're boring lately. Like, Money in the Bank, we get pumped for because everyone's using ladders and stuff. Yeah. But... Steel cage matches are so pointless. And hey, get rid of the stupid rule of you can leave through the door. God, that's dumb. Or just make the option that it it's like, oh, but in this match, you cannot leave the, through the door. You only can climb out. Give you yeah. both options. But yeah, I hate the door thing. The door thing, especially like, there's a couple points in this match where Finn Balor is actually sitting next to the door on the turnbuckle. Yep. And, and Samoa Joe is on the other side of the ring, completely passed out. And the, even the commentators are like, oh my God, he's so close to the door. And then he just walks away from it. At no point, other than the ending, did Balor actually try to leave the cage at all. Yeah. It, that's what I don't get, and that's why I think that's a stupid rule that needs to get updated. 
but congratulations to Samoa Joe. He didn't bleed out this time. Uh, it was kind of a bummer because it was way cooler <laughs> when he did. Yeah. He yeah. looks so awesome. But these two are awesome in the ring together, and I really hope Joe and Balor get called up. Like, I just don't see anything else for them to do with those two. They need to get called up. I agree. Balor, if he's got to be gone. Like, I know everybody's saying it, but it's only because what else do you do with that character on the NXT brand? He's him and Nakamura. They're just too big right now. You need them on the mainstream. Uh, there was a really cool kick. They were both on top of the uh, the cage, and Samoa Joe just kicks Finn Balor, and they both fall down to the bottom of the ring. And then there was another time where Balor pushes Samoa Joe. He falls on the ropes, so that Balor ends up racking his own nuts on the ropes. So things like that were cool, comical. They just were able to write a really good match for us, which was super cool. Oh, yeah. But the match ends with Balor finally attempting to climb out of the cage. Samoa Joe grabs his leg, gets up on top of the top rope, and does a muscle buster. Boom goes the dynamite. Samoa Joe retains the title. Woo! If you could pick someone to have him take on an NXT if they don't move him up, who would you have him take on? Uh-huh. Uh, no one? Shinsuke Nakamura. That'd be the only one. Yeah. But who do you want Samoa Joe to take on at uh, Brooklyn? The thing with NXT is they build a story and they end it, though. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, who's next? Right. Well, who would you want next? I mean, out of everyone we've seen victories from, would it be cool to see Shinsuke? I'm kind of worried it's going to be Bobby Roode. I really don't want that to be the case. I don't want this TNA revolution to be like that. I don't want to watch TNA wrestlers wrestle TNA wrestlers. No one cares about them. There's a reason why they're here because they sucked and no one watched them. Samoa Joe was the only one from TNA that I really sat there and was just like, he is awesome. And AJ Styles. Which I will say my worries and concerns about him being in the company because he's completely changed my mind on him. I'm really enjoying him with the company. I don't want him to go anywhere else. Yeah, I don't think he will. I don't think he will either. I think he's, I think he's home finally. But yeah, Samoa Joe, I really don't know. If there was one person I would want him to pick, it'd be like Kevin Owens. Like, I, I still know. want that match to happen, but it won't yet. I know a lot of matches I want to happen, but I just don't see it happening with NXT. Make a fatal four-way match. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be cool with that. So, uh, what would you grade NXT the end of the beginning 2016? I'll give it a B. Me too. That's what I was going to give it. It was a solid show, but it wasn't one of the better shows like we got last time. No, but it was good. It was still good. But like I said, like, I'll just give it a B. Yeah. Down of the night. Uh, oh, that CN. CN? Okay. All right. Good he one. He sucked. He did. You really sucked a hundred thousand times. I'm going to go with Lita. She's, she's done, so Get her out of there. Stud of the night, I'll go first. I'm going to go with Nia Jax. She really impressed me tonight. Yeah, she was good. I'd probably go with her, too. All I right. thought she did a good job. I thought she had a solid, a solid show. Yeah, me too. A couple of things we saw during NXT was Bobby Roode did show up. He just walked into Regal's office while drinking a coffee. I don't know where they're going with Bobby Roode, but I would rather see him just go right to the main roster, only because I just don't want to see him mixing with the NXT roster. Yeah, just leave. I really, when when everyone's like, oh my god, Bobby Roode, I was like, don't give a shit. Right? I don't yeah. either. I don't know where they're going to go with him next, but I really, I, I'm worried, and I'm probably just overthinking this, but I see them just making him like a top guy in the NXT division right now. Oh, so we saw Neville. Nerd! Yeah. What a nerd! Uh, I know, right? Geek! Good, at least he's like moving around. Right, at least he's still there. Yeah, Miss Neville. I miss Neville. During an NXT TakeOver media call, Triple H was asked about upcoming brand split and how this would affect the NXT roster. 
Triple H said that he expects NXT roster to look different following the roster draft, but he doesn't know for sure what moves we made. He also teased that at the end, there's a lot of meaning to the TakeOver event, which we kind of saw. Uh, Triple H also stated that if NXT talents are sent up to Raw and SmackDown after the draft, he has about 70 to 80 other talents waiting in the WWE Performance Center to step up to NXT. And that's exciting to hear. I knew they would have people on the back burner, but 70 to 80, that's awesome. Yeah, I, no joke, this brand split is just going to move a bunch of them up. And that's that's why I'm not worried, because there's a ton of people down there. Yeah. There's a ton of people that have been down there since FCW. So, yeah, there's yeah. people that can be brought up right now. I am not worried about it. No, not I a- think it's going to be sweet. Yes. I just want Nakamura to get called up because he's 36. Like, he's old. Like, I'll, he needs to be up there. Hey, GDP, he entered it at uh, age 35 in WCW, and he did pretty good. Shut up. W- WCW doesn't count. <laughs> WWE just announced all 32 uh, names in the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. I only got to review a little bit of them, but only four names really popped up that were either current or past WWE talents. The first one is Tajiri, then Brian Kendrick, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. I'm just ready. I I think it's going to be sweet. I can't wait. I'm pumped. Yep. We'll probably review these names a little bit more, especially when we get closer, or we might just do like a... I don't know. I don't know how they're going to set this up yet, so I don't know how it's going to affect us recording and and reviewing this. It's all right. Guess what we got for you guys next? Uh, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Shorty, what you drink? (laughs) Telling you, this is Kevin Owens' time. Uh, Well, they did leak a photo of battleground poster and it showed dean ambrose holding the case so we'll see yeah i could see him giving it to ambrose too but i don't think his character needs it no i think evan owen's character is perfect it'd be so awesome i think dean ambrose should have gotten the case when seth rollins did but they're always off with these things for sure. I, I I love the day where they actually get the right person to right. get it. Or they time things right and then actually, like, follow through with things. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's such a love-hate relationship. But, hey, man, that is episode 38 of the Full Nelson Press podcast, NXT Woo! TakeOver, the end of the beginning 2016 edition. So, uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling.